Warning, the Joe Moffat Show is for adults 18 years of age and older. So if you are under the age of 18 years of age, please get your ass away from the speaker. This ain't meant for you. Everyone else, let's go. Hello and welcome to the Joe Moffitt Show. I am your host, Joe Moffitt, coming to you live. As always, I said live. Yes, baby, I said all the way live from the Joe Mo Studios in the beautiful city of Enid, Oklahoma. Yes, I got it right this week. No, I ain't slipping. And yes, your boy is on point. Ha ha, ha ha. You thought you caught me, bitch. No. Ha ha So, um, first and foremost, I know we're kind of kicking this off on her. Light note, but we do have a heavy heart today. Um, our minds and, and thoughts, as well as prayers, are uh, with those in Elk City, Oklahoma. Um, for those that did not see the news yesterday, there was a uh, tornado that uh, blew through their town, um, destroying lots of buildings, uh, particularly homes. Um, I mean, there were, there were neighborhoods that you know had a hundred plus homes in them that only had like three left that were in actual living conditions where a person could actually stand at home that night um, compared to homes that had either, you know, roofs missing or, you know, there there were people who only survived this tornado simply because of the fact that they did what they were told, which was put yourself in the middle of your home. Um, if you have no tornado shelter, if you have no way of accessing a shelter, putting yourself in the middle of your home is usually the best bet um, for survival. And I did have a lot of people that did survive uh, because they took that note of caution. Um, so I, I just want to uh, ask everyone to uh, keep those uh, people in your prayers. Um, kind of keep us all here in Oklahoma in your prayers, because over the next few weeks, um, this is tornado season. This is, you know, we haven't even hit May 20th yet. And, you know, we've already dealt with a, a portion of the state that has hit some devastation. So, um our thoughts and prayers go out to those people, and I hope um, <clears throat> maybe we can help ease some of that tension by giving you some high content quality and maybe put some smiles on some of you guys' face. So just sit back, relax, and take an entry onto what is the Joe Moffat Show. Starring, yeah, boy. <laughs> boy, it's been a long ass week again. Shout out to my nephew, uh, Briley Craig. He did graduate high school. Um, very proud of him. Um, as well as a couple other little kiddos, Jordan Harris, uh, Callie Rondell, uh, Rebecca Washington, and all of the other kids that graduated. Uh, I'm going to have a little bit of a address later on on this episode, which is why it's eloquently titled The Class of 2017. Um, as I did last year, I gave a commencement speech for everyone and I got a new batch of babies that I got to talk to this year. Um, so we'll definitely get that done for you guys, but that's going to come later on in the show. Um, our first topic of discussion is, which <clears throat> I've told you guys my process. It's nothing new. Same shit, different day. Some things may change in the future, but right now it just goes with the flow. I don't really seek out stories until it's time for me to start working on the show. And I feel like I just need to get off my ass and really get it done. Some days that might happen. I've had situations where I've started working on a topic the day after the show was getting ready to come the day after a new show came out. I've had situations like today where I woke up this morning and I, I had a topic. But I really didn't have a shit to talk about. I ain't gonna lie. I had a feeling, and, and of course, I, I wanted to talk about, I was thinking about talking about Trump, and I really, truly hate talking about that mom. He is a, I just, oh my God. Because everywhere you look, that's all you fucking hear. So guess what, kiddos and kitties? We're going Trump free again. That's right. Because I was actually able to assemble enough crazy shit along with the class of 2017. I, I woke up this morning 
and was blessed. I know sometimes we have conversations about religion. You know, I've always considered myself a spiritual man, not a religious man. Um, I think there is a God. I don't believe in that white boy that they keep trying to pawn off on me at, at Big Mama House, take that picture down. The only white boy picture in the house is Jesus. I'm, I No, uh, something don't... We ain't going to get into that. That ain't the point of the conversation. The point of the conversation I'm making on this end is that, you know, God works in mysterious ways. Because like I said, I woke up this morning. I didn't really have any solid topics. And then he literally, God salt bathed my ass. Because next thing you know, I, I made my breakfast. I came in, sat down. I started looking through the trades and looking through everything, looking through CNN, you know, trying to find me some topics. Trying to find me some topics. I'd already, you know, watched the regular newscast that I always watch. And then something fell in my lap. Uh, my friends over at ComedyHype.com Comedy Hype um, and at ComedyHype on Twitter, <clears throat> they posted a story um, to where Bill Cosby, yes, Dirty Bill, in all his luxuriousness, actually did a fucking interview. I shit you not. He did a motherfucker. I was stunned that Bill did an interview with anybody. I didn't give a damn. And, and what really got me was that it was a podcast interview. Well, not really a podcast. It was on Sirius XM radio. But, you know, to me, Sirius XM is really just a, you know, overblown version of, of, of SoundCloud with more settings. And, and, you know, it's all podcasting, in my opinion. Okay, I just I don't think them motherfuckers can do this shit any better than me. If Bill Cosby sat his ass in the seat next to me and we had a conversation, I assure you I'd have been very respectful and kind. But since he's going blind, I'd probably be flipping my fucking finger at him. We had him the whole damn time, just putting that out there. Cause let's I'm gonna call a spade a spade. <clears throat> well, before I get there, I'm getting ready to about to call a spade. Hold on, it's coming. Just give me a second. Oh, I just gotta make my point real quick. So uh, Michael Smirkinish. On Sirius XM, had a half an hour conversation with Bill Cosby. I listened to the whole fucking thing. You can find the conversation on SoundCloud. If you don't want to go through all of looking it up, just hit our Twitter page. I did retweet it with the caption, oh my God, he's lost his damn mind. And then under there, it has the at comedy hype underscore. Um where I shared their link to the interview. Now, <clears throat> Bill Cosby. I say he's lost his damn mind because I can stand firmly behind that fucking statement. That nigga has lost his goddamn mind. Bill has really lapsed when it comes to his actual sense as it pertains to what he has done. There's a portion of this man's mind that makes him think in his heart of hearts that he's told himself so many times that he has not done anything wrong, that now he believes in his heart of hearts he has done nothing wrong. He is having a conversation with uh, Mr. Smirkinish. We're going to call him Mr. S because that nigga last name is long and a motherfucker. Uh, three syllables, I'm out. All right. Mr. S. So he, he talking to Mr. S and Mr. S is asking him not really hard questions. You know, I, I guess Bill, I guess as I started, you know, as I mentioned two weeks ago, when I did the response to Evan Cosby, uh, Aaron, uh, Evan Cosby sat there and did the, or Aaron Cosby, whatever that bitch name is, she did the interview or she made a comment about defending her father and talking about how we are all monsters for attacking him and attacking his legacy and attacking his heritage. And every time I sit here and read that bullshit, all I can do is go back to the time where the man sat in front of a fucking judge and literally said, he ain't shit. He know he ain't shit. Everything about him sucks. He ain't shit. The man is a horrible individual, a sick, twisted human being. You understand what I'm saying? There was a deposition done, performed on this man. Where can This was one of the questions asked in his deposition. What you recall of the night in which you gave pills to Andrea. Andrea, which was one of the, uh, the Andrea Costand, um, <clears throat> test, uh, testified and, and tried to bring up charges against Bill Cosby back in 2005 to where Bill did a deposition after he was able to pay her off 
Y'all know my stance on them payoffs. You know my stance on them settlements. Ladies, if you have been sexually assaulted by a man and your sorry ass takes a payout instead of doing everything in your power to get that motherfucker thrown in jail so he can't hurt nobody else, you and my book have officially become a hoe. I have no support for you, no backup. You took your money, skeet the fuck that along some goddamn well. That's a good chance they paid your ass. You could have been lying the whole time, but they paid your ass just to get you to shut the fuck up. Bill, if you didn't do nothing, Paying this bitch was a smoking gun to make you say, make everybody say you did. And your dumb ass shouldn't have never paid that motherfucking money if you really never did anything. Okay? Some of you motherfuckers, if you really didn't do it, stop paying this money. Bill O'Reilly had Fox pay money. Well, let me rephrase. Fox paid money so they could keep Bill O'Reilly on the goddamn... Here's the funny part about Bill O'Reilly to Bill Cosby. Bill O'Reilly got saved by Fox so that sorry motherfucker could keep his job. Fox turned around, fired his ass because they got tired of all the bullshit and accusations and they got basically tired of covering his shit, but then turned around and give his ass $25 million to get the fuck out. Now his bitch ass got a motherfucking podcast and shit. Which you better believe me, the whole entire part of family, all of us over, we all win and every other network I'm in. Pards and color, nigga, we, I'm taking these, I want to take that nigga down to the fullest, goddamn, deepest, darkest pits of hell and leave him there. But once again, Bill O'Reilly, being a white man, had backed by Fox. Bill Cosby... There was this big rumor about how everybody always wanted to sit here. I ain't heard shit about this. Talking about Bill Cosby was wanting to buy NBC Universal. And I'm sitting here like, nigga, if you still got the money, buy NBC Universal. What the fuck? How the hell would anybody even know that you the one that owning it? But yet and still, because of all of this controversy, now they say he wasn't able to buy NBC Universal. And the whole time I'm sitting here thinking about this, you know, I, this is black folks defense. Black folks defense on Bill Cosby is saying that he was getting ready to do this huge and amazing thing. And that's the reason why they, they've, they've started attacking him. And he started this, this attack of Bill Cosby's character. Well, once again, here's that question that I mentioned earlier. Question. Can you tell me what you recall of the night in which you gave pills to Andrew? His answer. Andrea came to the house. I called her. We talked about Temple University. We talked about her position. And then I went upstairs and got three pills. I brought them down. They are the equivalent of one and a half. The reason why I gave them and offered them to Andrea, which she took after examining them, was because she was talking about stress. The next question that one of the other questions that were asked in this in this deposition is so you're not telling us that you verbally asked her for permission he said i didn't say it verbally i said the action is my hand on her midriff which is skin i'm not lifting any clothes up this is i don't remember fully what it is but it's there and i can feel i got her skin and it's just above the hand and it's just above where i can go under her pants question was asked and what happens bill <clears throat> excuse me bill replied I don't hear her say anything and I don't feel her say anything. This nigga said, I don't feel her say anything. I fucking shit you not. And so I continue and I go into the area that some that is somewhere between permission and rejection. I am not stopped. You give a woman pills and put your hand down her pants and you think it's cool. That's that. that look, look, look. This nigga is doing this interview, right? He is talking about, I'm talking about Bill Cosby. He is talking about how him and his daughters have been having these friendly conversations online pertaining to his sick and twisted ass. And they've been doing all this dialogue. And then this nigga starts talking about how he's ready to go back out on tour, but he's going blind, but he thinks there's still a crowd of people. And want to come see him. He don't understand why people are boycotting his ass and all of this shit. I tell you why they boycotting your ass, Bill. Because as you said right here, and I quote, you didn't hear a woman tell you no, don't put your hand down my pants. So you took it as your goddamn assessment to put to reach to the holiest of holiest without fucking permission, without goddamn consent. And your ass got away with it and thought that it was fucking cool. 
which at the end of the day still didn't mean shit because that thought took a goddamn check any fucking way. The most expensive fucking finger job in history. That nigga paid for it in full. Like I say before, you take the cash, you ain't nothing but a piece of ass. I don't ask for no goddamn, don't be coming over here looking for no goddamn sympathy, bitch. Fuck you. Uh-uh. No. You made your bed, go fuck in it. Leave me the fuck out of it. And that's for real. The one part that threw me off about Bill Cosby, though. <clears throat> the one thing that nigga said, and I'm sorry if I sound a little upset about this, y'all, but this, man, this motherfucker said some shit that threw me so goddamn far off a loop. I had to pause. I paused the fucking interview three times to hear this nigga say this shit. I had to hear him say the shit for fucking Vader. And it busted my ass up inside when I'm sitting here listening to this sorry motherfucker. Say this shit out loud about the one woman that's been had his motherfucking back, which is Camille Cosby. This woman has been drugging the street because she still associate with a low-down ass nigga, but because of some bullshit laws that she read off in front of some punk ass preacher for years ago she got to continue to love honor and cherish this sorry son of a bitch who openly admitted to and i quote not having verbal permission to have his hand on a woman's midriff and then reached her hand in a place that he called uh somewhere between permission and rejection being a little bitch because he don't know how to say he put her hand up her pants and started playing with her pussy without her goddamn permission. Ding, 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 ding. You're welcome. People people come here to hear me say the shit that your ass want to say and what you think. I'm not here to bullshit you folks. Whoever the hell is out here online running their mouth about me, hit me with your heart, not your ears. I ain't here to bullshit nobody, folks. Don't think I don't notice my no motherfucking numbers and misses. I'm going to take, take a pause for a cause. I got to get this out real quick. Don't think I don't notice my fucking numbers and slip this month, my nigga. I ain't tripping. Me, Pixie, Wifey, everybody sitting here fucking wondering what the hell going on, man. What's the deal? I ain't sweating it, though, because it's going to be all right. But I will say this, and I ain't going to bullshit not a one of you nowhere near, no, nowhere around. Like I said before, until somebody puts a paper in my hand, the Joe Mouth Show going to be what it is, where it is, what it's about, and how it's going down. Period. Anybody that can't handle that, kick rock, get the fuck on. Where I, can find, where I found you, I can find a million and two of you too. So don't you dare think that your ass got to be here to make this monkey roll. And furthermore, one monkey ain't going to goddamn stop this show. 101 fucking monkey ain't going to stop this show. If I go back down to having one bitch listening, goddamn it, I might be the only bitch that I will enjoy listening to my own fucking company. I'm tired of sitting here second-guessing myself for the benefit of fucking trying to get it all done. When the fact of the matter is, is I'm kind of starting to feel like I'm letting a lot of people down. So we're going to cut this shit out. Starting right here, right now, on this episode. You understand what I'm saying? Raw, rough, ready. Let's get back to it. Sorry I had to take that little intermission. I needed that moment of reflection for y'all. I do appreciate all of you and love you oh so much. As I shall mention later on in the show with some shout-outs. Don't think I forgot. I am doing shout-outs today. Okay. But back to, back to the original Dirty Bill. You know... People are trying to take this situation and turn it into like he didn't do anything wrong. Fox News did the whole goddamn, and I know I said I wasn't going to mention him, but Agent Orange got the same goddamn treatment the other day when this big mouth motherfucker sitting here sitting in the room with a bunch of fucking Russians running their goddamn, and this nigga start running his mouth about our fucking secrets, about shit that go on in my house. Ask my children what I got to say about what go on in my motherfucking house. You better keep your goddamn mouth shut. Don't get it twisted. Ain't nobody doing nothing wrong in this motherfucker. Just ain't you ain't none of your motherfucking business of what the fuck he is going on in this motherfucker. Because you got people that are listening to certain details and listening to certain effects and shit. You know, my wife jumped my ass the other day because I followed one of them damn chain letters. And I said, you know, that's, 
name a concert that you've never been to. And I named off 10 acts. And I realized that I probably gave some answers to some goddamn uh, fucking security codes for my dumb ass and shit. You know, little shit like that that shouldn't fucking matter, but we have to pay attention to nowadays because there's motherfuckers out there that will take that shit and use it against you. But ain't nobody taking no information as far as Bill Cosby is concerned and using it against him. This is this nigga's words. And it's so fucked up. I, I gotta let you hear it. I, I can't, I don't even think I can fucking explain it because y'all gonna think I'm fucking lying. So this is an excerpt of Bill Cosby on the motherfucking John Smirkinish show on Sirius XM in reference to how he spent last Sunday with his wife. Listen to this shit. Michael Jordan, I said, just back off. And um, and then she came down, and she read the note, and she smiled, and everything there was, it was just perfectly done, and it it's exactly what she hasn't had in a long time. And it's done the way she loves it. And so we ate that together, and uh, we had our wonderful, wonderful uh, conversations and, and laughs. And then she read some of the things that were sent to her. And of course, uh, when people started to say how strong she is and how wonderful she is, uh, you know, I said, well, those people are doing that because they feel sorry for you. And that's when uh, things started, uh, they were removed from my plate until I apologized. So this nigga has went in front of a judge and admitted to having forced sexual contact with other women and had the nerve and audacity to crack on his wife when she's receiving words of, of concern of, of encouragement for all the shit that she going through talking about somebody feeling sorry for her ass they should feel sorry for her ass you sorry motherfucker look I'm not gonna sit here and play this goddamn game with y'all from some shit this nigga did on a TV show and make that look like that's supposed to be the anatomy of his whole life. Man, fuck you. Ain't nobody supposed to be that motherfucking dumb, stupid, simple, or fucking slow. The fact of the matter is, is that this son of a bitch took it upon himself to fucking hurt somebody. And you can bring his daughter, you can bring his son, you can bring the Holy Ghost, you can bring every fucking Cosby kid, you can bring the Cosby kids' kids, you can bring the Cosby kids' kids' motherfucking grandkids. I don't give a fuck who you bring in this shit. The fact of the matter is still gonna fucking remain is that Bill fucking Cosby's nasty ass, whether it was 50 fucking three or one, committed an atrocity towards another human being. And I don't give a fuck. Don't be looking for me to follow his ass. When he want to come out on tour, you better keep your ass away from me. Please, please don't let me see you in the street in the town that I'm in, motherfucker. If you do see me, you best across the motherfucking street. And if your ass can't find your way across the motherfucking street, you better find a motherfucker that can get your ass as fast as they can away from me. Because I'm not going to, I'm going to roll up on you, Bill Cosby, and I'm not going to ask you no nice questions. I'm going to ask you straight up and down. What made you become a sorry motherfucker to the point where you had everything in the goddamn world in the palm of your hand, and yet your sorry ass don't know how to properly ask for some pussy like a goddamn gentleman? You got to sit here and get a bitch fucked up and give up heels and shit just to try to get a little tickle of, you know, Play a little stinky pinky. You dumb motherfucker, you. Or even better, I'm going to bring this nigga a fucking a notebook written in Braille showing his sorry ass how to politely and kindly ask a girl to play with her fucking pussy so that this stupid motherfucker ain't got to sit here and waste up my motherfucking news channel time with us having to listen to his sorry ass and find out how many other ways he can figure out to be a wasteless piece of shit. Yeah, I said it. I cried two tears in a bucket. Fuck it. 
Bill Cosby is a bastard. And the next motherfucker that roll up on me trying to defend that nigga, I'm going to bring this goddamn article up and then I'm going to bust your motherfucking ass across the goddamn street. Don't fucking do it. I dare you. Now, that I done got Bill out of the way. I can't believe he would say some shit like that. Somebody need to comment on this shit. I want some comments. Give me some comments on this topic. I want to see some comments on this shit this week. Yes. Because this nigga literally sat there and said that shit about his wife. And that nigga, I, like I said, I need you motherfuckers that still defending him after that. Fuck you in the boat you fell off of. Now, that's where we're going to leave that bastard right there. Of course, we will continue to follow up on the Bill Cosby case as it continues on. I'm not forgetting about that motherfucker. Not one bit. Uh, other new quick shout out. Um, a man in Austin. I saw this this morning. Some of y'all probably saw this on my Facebook page. A man in Austin is suing a woman for seventeen dollars and thirty one cents. <laughs> Not for a box of condoms. You know that's what make sense to me. But no, this nigga is suing because he took the bitch to the movies and she sat there and texted her homegirl the whole goddamn time. And then he told the bitch that maybe she should, <laughs> maybe she should take it outside with the damn texting. And then this bitch said, you show sure right and left his ass at the motherfucking movie film. <laughs> to which this nigga does a on air fucking TV interview saying, and I quote, <laughs> and I quote, Yes, I'm suing that bitch for $17.31. Let me tell you why. Wait a moment. <laughs> this nigga said, let me tell you why. Whoa, whoa, bitch. Then hold on. So then I'm actually sitting here listening to this nigga say, let me tell you why. This nigga sits here talking about a goddamn you in the movie theaters and it's unpolite to be texted in the movie theater and he thought that as a good movie patron. He, dude, if you're trying to get some pussy, the word patron, that's the last, the only thing with a P that I'm in your mind is pussy. You trying to get some pussy, 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 and you worried about what this bitch doing on her motherfucking phone? You's a dumb motherfucker, man. I don't give a fuck what you doing on your phone. As long as you ain't on that bitch, why you giving me some pussy, we should be alright. Other than that, nah. I don't give a fuck what you doing on your phone. Put that bitch on vibrator, stick that in your pussy, and let me watch. We can enjoy the fuck out of that. This nigga is worrying about too much. Hell, focus on the movie. Let that bitch have her moment. Roll out, chit-chat, be a little bit more. Even better, be, maybe you needed to be more in the moment, motherfucker. Include her in the shit you doing. Did you ever think that you was a boring, limp dick son of a bitch that maybe a motherfucker didn't want to carry on a conversation with? You know how boring you got to be to be carrying on a conversation with a bitch and then she just instantly start texting somebody else? Apparently this nigga do. Because now he's suing this bitch for $17.31. Hell, young man. If you ever want to get pussy again in the city of Austin, Texas, or any other city for that matter, change your name, cut your hair, shave your beard, and, like, really not be yourself ever, ever again. And these Joe's Beauty Tips is brought to us by the fine friends at TC's Pawn Shop and Vapor Emporium. Uh, check them boys out. They got their CBD oil on lock here in Enid. Um, I ain't got a phone number for them, but go holler at Brandon over on 9th and Garrett. He'll get you taken care of. Ah, now. <laughs> oh lord Lonzo Ball I thought I you know I thought I was gonna be done with these niggas I really hope this nigga is man this nigga it's not Lonzo it's his daddy Let, let's get this straight it's not Lonzo Lonzo is nothing but a kid he has nothing to do with the shit that his father is doing but the fact of the matter is I'm disappointed in this young man cause he ain't stepped up and told his daddy to go sit his punk ass down somewhere for those that have forgotten, LeVar Ball is the father of Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball being the basketball phenom that's coming out of North Carolina, coming into the league this year. Earlier this year, this nigga decided to make his presence known on ESPN and all over the world as these kids' daddies. All of the kids, all of his children played pretty good basketball. He was a semi-pretty good basketball. It was funny. He talked about how good of a basketball player he was. His college coach Actually, either college or high school coach, he said, if I knew LeVar was as good as he was, as much as he talked about as good as he was, I never would have made him ride the bench so long for so many motherfucking years. Nigga, if he was forced to ride the bench so many motherfucking years, he sucked. I mean, other motherfuckers in front of him played better than him. 
from what I could tell, that time that nigga was playing basketball uh, against old boy on Sports Nation, it looked like goddamn two rhinoceros running into each other going for the goddamn hoop. It was just just an old motherfucker and a, another old motherfucker trying to do some shit they ain't got no business doing on TV. Shit. Both of these niggas looking for a reason to cash in a pension check. Both of them. Two old motherfuckers trying to call themselves playing basketball on fucking TV. Hell, LeVar Ball is an old wrinkled dick bastard. And I keep calling him that and I'm going to keep calling him that because I truly think he is going to be a virus to his children and to their future and to their career. Why do I say that? Simply put, this nigga told... He didn't even necessarily tell the shoe companies this. He popped off at the mouth in a fucking interview and said none of his children will ever sign shoe contracts with with the top shoe companies unless it's a $1 billion contract. I don't think Michael Jordan has ever gotten a $1 billion shoe contract from Nike. Nike then made probably close to $500 billion Yes, I don't think y'all understand how much them motherfucking shoes is worth. I don't think you understand how much them motherfucking sweatshirts. See, we always go back to talking about the shoes. Nigga, the sweatshirts is 80 fucking dollars. A fucking hoodie. Sweatshirts, hats, headbands, t-shirts, sweatpants, socks. Fucking Jordan socks for fucking $20 a pack. But even with, with, with what all the shit that they didn't made off of Jordan, all the money, the shoes have never been above two what, two twenty-five, two fifty? What the fuck line what the fuck LeVar Ball want for, for his son's shoes? Four hundred and ninety-five dollars. Nigga, you done lost your goddamn mind. I'm I'm done. Nigga, nigga, nigga. You have lost your motherfucking mind. To first of all, put a pair of shoes on a nigga that ain't even touched the NBA regulation ball. Okay? Your ass ain't even on the team yet. You niggas gonna be walking around with this nigga shoe on. His ass gonna be playing somewhere in fucking Canada or France or, or Japan or some shit. Cause I don't really, I have really not heard much of many teams excited about having the young man simply because of his punk ass father. This punk bitch made ass nigga that wanna sit here and steal all the goddamn limelight from his babies. That is absurd. I've said it before. I said it last week and I will say it again here. You never saw my you never saw Joe Jackson talking to Don Cornelius. You never saw Don Cornelius taking the time to talk to Joe fucking Jackson. Joe fucking Jackson led a group of sons, the greatest group of motherfucking entertainers in history. And yet you never saw Joe Jackson motherfucking ass on Ed Sullivan. You never saw Joe Jackson's motherfucking ass on Dick Clark's Top 40. You certainly never saw Joe Jackson, as I mentioned before, on Soul Train. So why in the fuck are we having to be fucking tortured with LeVar fucking Ball? If anybody is managing these children, Please, 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 please pull them away from this sorry motherfucker so they can go on and have a normal and happy life. Because I'm going to tell you something, the children is probably fucking miserable. They probably fucking hate basketball. And this nigga is the reason. Parents, let your kids, don't take your kids shine from them for your own benefit. Because that's what this nigga is doing. He's taking his baby's shine and taking their moment in the light because he didn't get his moment in the light because he was a sorry motherfucker that couldn't get it done. So now he's trying to take that limelight away from his seed. And to me, that is some fucked up shit to do to your kids, man. I'm sorry. You, This is a once in a lifetime for them, not for you. You had your shot. Go sit your ass down somewhere. You definitely becoming such a goddamn joke. Why don't you try being a comedian? Because you certainly ain't a damn athlete. 
But when you talk about being a damn athlete, nigga, that is funny as fuck. Hell. I'm more than sure we can all sit down and write some shit to make you look further like a worthless piece of shit. Or just keep watching your ass on a daily basis and we'll get enough material for fucking days. I do not like LeVar fucking Ball, man. I can't stand this nigga, man. Oh, my mama. I can't stand this nigga, dude. Because that drives me fucking crazy. You don't do that to your kids, man. This these kids shine. You let them babies shine, you gonna sit your sorry ass down, man. Another fucking topic that I gotta keep coming fucking back to because this bitch nigga won't never fucking go away in like a goddamn digger hole somewhere, nigga. Bye. Hell. Somebody scream tornado around his ass, lock him in the goddamn basement and leave him there for a few months so these babies can rock on this goddamn court and handle lay motherfucking business. You understand what I'm saying? Goddamn. Tom Brady. Tom, Tommy, Tom, 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 Tommy. I was thinking this morning while I was cutting my hair, I could actually go by Tommy if I wanted to. Uh, well, I could, but I won't. When I was born, my name, my birth name was actually Brian Thomas Dennis. And I've always thought about, you know, using, I always thought about using Thomas uh, as a part of my name, as part of the stage presence or whatever. I really debated on it. This is going to be called, uh, I was thinking about doing a uh, the Tommy Joe show. Oh no! I said Tommy Moffat. That's what I was on. I was on doing, and uh, I decided against it and just went with Joe Moffat because that's my actual fucking name. That's who I am. Um, the Thomas name was my grandfather's name um, uh, on my mom's side, so it's always going to be a part of me, nonetheless. Uh, that's not what this is about. Though. I'm talking about Tom Brady. Sorry, I kind of faded off there a little bit, but I'm back now. Hi, uh, <laughs> uh, Tom Brady, his loving wife. On ABC News, oh CBS News this morning, slipped and dropped the ball because the conversation came up in reference to her asking Tom to retire. I think a lot of football fans, I included, was hoping this nigga was gonna retire this year. Not just because of the way that you know New England always figures out these ways to beat all these teams. When we know good and hell well, they really ain't that good. Let's just be real. You know, a full-fledged SEC defense would probably crush Tom Brady. And I'm pretty sure it was some SEC player that probably hit Tom Brady and knocked shit out of his ass, and yet they didn't pull him from the game because apparently to his wife, this nigga had a concussion last year and nobody fucking knew. And you got to remember, Brady missed the first four games because of that damn suspension from the damn ball, from the uh, deflate gate. So not only did he have to deal with the flake gate, but then now he turned around and had the concussion, which means he would have had to probably miss another week or two weeks from playing football. And instead, they kept the shit on the wraps. This bitch knew they kept it on the wraps, but to be honest with you, she tired of him playing football, man. She don't want her husband to be a fucking vegetable. And I don't blame her, you know? When quarterbacks start getting to the point where they're getting concussions, we got a problem. And they, they need to be sat down and, and possibly pulled out because, first of all, a quarterback is, you know, that's that's the lunch of the defense. Nigga, they get to the quarterback, they have done their job. So your ass is going to be the most concussion-prone motherfucker on the goddamn field. Your ass is going to get hit and hit hard, you know? My Texans took in Deshaun Watson this year. Yes, sir. And I am very, very happy about that. But Deshaun better be ready because he's going to get his ass lit up the first goddamn week. Okay? Every quarterback in the NFL are truly shown by what they made of by that first hit. How they get up after that first hit. How they respond. What they do. You know? I'm looking forward to see how this young man respond to, to getting that first hit from, say, a Justin Houston uh, 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 the Kansas City Chiefs or something. I want to see what this nigga look like getting that first hit, you know? Michael Bennett from goddamn Seattle tattooing his ass, you know? I'm, I'm ready to see how this going to go down. That's going to be pretty fucking interesting, to say the least, hell. But, you know, I, I, a lot of people are going to be pissed at Giselle, Giselle because she basically snitched on the king. She snitched on Brady. She said that he had a concussion. You know, everybody and their mama is completely, totally overreacting in this situation because, and I don't blame them. Uh, I think the league is going to now have to investigate it, which is going to be a bunch of bullshit. Once again, I'm tired of the fucking Patriots. Fuck, I ain't even just dealing with the, fuck the dynasty shit. Nigga, they last fucking three Super Bowls will have controversies on them. Every fucking one. 
These niggas can't do shit without fucking controversy. They either got to be found recording a nigga. They got to be found deflating balls. Now they got niggas playing with fucking concussions. This is, this is the big one. Okay? This is the big one because the NFL, as well as hockey, as well as the WWE, as well as a lot of sporting factions where you have large amounts of hits to the heads, have been dealing with concussion protocols over the last 20 years. This shit is being taken very, very fucking seriously. It's not just the medical professionals. This is the federal government getting involved in this shit, y'all. Okay? If this boy played in a game and he wasn't supposed to be out there and he had a fucking concussion, not only will they do the full investigation, somebody's ass is going to get in trouble for this shit. And I'm sorry, I love watching football, but I don't want to see nobody walking around like a goddamn vegetable. I don't give a damn who they are, period. I love watching football. Football is a great game to play, but I still think that we have to take the player safety at first. Have some fucking humanity. I understand that they want to win the game, but sometimes you need to sit your ass down and take a step back and realize that you're going to end up hurting yourself in the long term instead of dealing with the short term. Furthermore, furthermore, I think this is the perfect opportunity for Tom Brady to step out and go on and retire, man. Sorry, you really can't do nothing else other than win six championships. If that's what you want, go and get it done. If you win another one and you come back, then we just what's the point? You trying to get yourself killed. Because you're going to be a fucking target. Period. This ain't the NBA. This ain't Michael Jordan. This ain't, the, this, this, this ain't that era of... of, of Kids, you know, it's a highlight reel of tattooing niggas now. And your ass would be prime target numero uno. If there was a new holder coming to jail, you it, Tom Brady. You better go sit your ass down somewhere before you get lit up and fucked up by one of these youngsters. Let these new schoolers come out here and handle their business. You go sit your ass down right off in the sunset. You know, I'm sorry. I don't want to see nobody get hurt. I love watching football, and it would. It, if he was hurt, they should have known to pull it. Period. They never should have let him play. I don't think it's right if they did let him play. I think once the investigation comes forward, it'll be more about it. I hate that it had to be his wife to bring this shit up, you know. But that's what happens when motherfuckers get caught in a lie. That's exactly what happened to Tom Brady and the Patriots once again. They didn't got caught up in some bullshit. And I'm sorry. They done made their bed again. And got to fucking sleep in it. You know? Fuck them. And now, um, time for me to uh, switch hats real quick and, and get to talking to these children. Uh, I'm going to get me some background music to, that's pretty appropriate for the occasion. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Hello, kids. Um... This is to all my young folks um, that are getting ready to graduate. I want to talk to my, this is my high schoolers, this is my um, college seniors that are about to embark and go out in life and do big and, and brighter things. I hope you guys know uh, what you're getting into. And if you don't know, I'm going to give you some keys to success. Now, why do I do this every year? I'm going to tell you why I do this every year. Because every year I go to a graduation. The last two years straight, I've been to a graduation. And every time I go to graduation, they have a commencement speaker. And the speaker always comes and tells this, these wonderful stories to the children and gives them a quick little tidbit of advice. But never, none of it is ever really real. Y'all know me. I keep it 100. So I'm going to give y'all some real shit. Most of y'all should be over the age 18 years and that age now. We're going to get into some real shit, okay? This year's speech is basically going to be... I'm going to pull away from what you're about to go through. And I'm going to try to help some of you guys and girls hopefully look into what you're going to become. Because all of our choices is what brings us to the points where we're getting to, okay? Everything we do gets us to that that final shot, that final arena of what we want to be in life. Everything we see, everything we be, everything we become starts, begins, and ends 
right here. This is your first day. That you're going to take, as soon as you cross that stage, you're going to embark on a new adventure. You will no longer be just a child. You always be a child of your parents, but you will no longer be a child. You will have responsibilities. You will have things that you will have to take care of and you will have to do and you will have to go through and you will have to experience for you to be able to grow up and succeed. Nobody's going to be able to sit in and coddle and hold your hand and tell you right from wrong. You're just going to have to be able to do that. Okay? Some of you young people don't get a full grasp of what right and wrong is when you're in your and when you're in the home. So when you end up getting out into the world, you have to get caught and you're out here trying to figure it out. And I understand how hard it is. I truly do. I see how hard it is. You know? I know how hard it is to be a black kid in America just trying to find a way when everybody telling you you don't even get a chance. I know how hard it is to be a white kid and have to, to see a white kid who has to kill himself just to make his way, but then have somebody else tell him, oh, well, if you would just be white, you'd be all right. When we all know this bullshit. We've talked about this, kids. We already know. You're the new generation. You know being white ain't nowhere near enough to get where you need to be no more. Used to be. That's why everybody voted for Trump. Because everybody was worried about not being able to be back to where we used to be, to where we came from, to where we were. The problem with history is that when motherfuckers always want to go back to the way things were, they don't realize exactly where things actually were and how bad they truly were. The only thing good about the 50s and 60s and 70s is that life didn't cost that goddamn much. So that means you went through a bunch of bullshit and it didn't really take too much out of your pocket. The problem with that is back in them days, just like in these days, you never got much in your damn pocket in the first fucking place. I can say that. Yeah. Has anybody ever truly said that they earned a decent wage just doing minimum wage work in, in, in the United States of America? Hell no. They got motherfuckers right now that go on vacations twice a week or twice a month making $100 million, making almost... 40, 50, 60, 70 million dollars a year. And these motherfuckers is hardly in their office. When the same breath and light, let your broke dick ass miss one day of goddamn work without calling in and see what happens. They got motherfuckers out here. Well, I've worked in companies where they have made you sign paperwork that will sit here and say, if you share any of our information pertaining to how we do business in the company, we will not only sue your ass, but you will also possibly go to jail. And yet our fucking president of the United States can get away with doing that exact same thing with people defending his ass as if he was right. Kids, you need to start paying attention to what's going on in your surroundings because now you in the thick of the shit. You in it now. Ain't no turning back, y'all. You knee deep. Ain't nothing you can do. You got to wade through it. As we all do. And it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. The bonds that you have now and the life that you lived in school, they won't last. Don't be mad. Don't, don't, don't. Don't be upset when you see that friend that you ain't seen in 10 years out in the mall or you see him out in the grocery store somewhere and, and, and you guys decide at this very moment to, to notice each other and to catch up. There's a good chance that person been there the whole time and they've been avoiding you just like you've been avoiding them. Because you didn't went through 10 years and you ain't got to the point in life where you want to be. You Some of y'all going to go through that. Some of y'all going to get to a point 10 years down the road, you're going to be walking around a grocery store with a bunch of, and see a bunch of people from your school, and you're going to duck your face and hide because you ain't where you think you should be or where you think they think you should be. Don't be like that. To be pride, to, to find pride in life is to find pride in self. You have to be proud of yourself 
to be able to have pride in life. You can't just be constantly angry at yourself and then think that you're going to be able to be happy in a relationship. That's not how this shit works. I wish it did. It would be great. But I'm going to tell you something. When your dick stopped working, not because you got a disease, but just simply because it's, it can't put up with you and your bullshit. Your dick will do, your dick will betray you, fellas. Just be ready. Ladies, you getting ready to go through the same thing. Your pussy going to betray you too. But it's going to betray you in a different way. See, a dick, when a dick betrays you, that motherfucker just won't show up to work that day. When a pussy betrays you, that bitch will not work at all. Y'all got a lot of shit y'all about to go through, kids. Enjoy this. Enjoy this 18 to 25 to 30 to 35. Because life gets real, real fast. In three months' time, this first summer after, it usually takes that first summer after graduation before shit really kicks in. You know, some of y'all are going to continue on with your education. To you, I applaud. Some of y'all are going to go out and find jobs. I applaud that too. Go out and get your money, baby. You only got a little time. You only got a little time to waste. Don't waste it. Get it. Get your paper. I'm not going to knock you. If anything, try to get your paper the best way you can, not the worst. And please, please don't sit there and think that that little nine to five job that you're working right now while you're going through school, that shit was just supposed to get you through school. Keep trying to find you something big and better. Never sit still. I think, I think in my heart of hearts, life is going to be okay for you guys because you guys are going to find ways to make things better for yourselves. Never forget where you come from because you will get lost when you're trying to get going somewhere else, I'm telling you. Don't ever forget where you come from. Because anytime you get lost, I'm telling you, that's why. You forgot where you came from. You have to remember that first and foremost. Because that's your map to success. That is your key to how you get to the next step. Last but not least, every decision you make, as I mentioned before, will line your destiny and the destinies of others for years to come. What a lot of people don't realize is that life was put in motion years ago. Everything that happens has happened for a reason. Everything that was put together has been put together for a reason. Some are simple. Man loves woman. Woman loves man. Man puts dick in woman, sprays semen. Woman gets pregnant, has children. They are together. Da, 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 da. Other things are a little bit more complicated. Man loves woman. Woman loves man. Woman also loves woman. Woman also loves the woman and hates the man. The man also hates that woman. And somehow he didn't got him broke pregnant. All kinds of crazy shit can pop off in these situations. Life, when lived, can be a crazy fucking situation. You can either live life or you can run from it. But every decision that you make, make sure that you try to make the decisions that are good decisions. Don't see a young lady laying behind a trash dumpster, passed out drunk, and get the notion in your mind that it's okay for you to go over and have sexual intercourse with this woman because it's not. Don't work your ass off for four years to get a teaching degree and finally get into a school that want to hire your ass and let you work and paying you good money just for you to turn around and fuck one of their students because your ass is lonely. This is where the shit gets real, kids. Hold on tight. No. It's not okay to go hang out in the church for a few days and then on the last day that you feel like you don't want to be there no more, you want to kill nine people in the damn church. That's not a good idea. Never downplay another person's dreams because their dreams could turn into something amazing for you. Never downplay a person's dream. Because you don't never know how that outcome can affect you. Never be, too, never be too willing to give too much of yourself, ever. I know that might sound wrong, but you got to learn from it. 
learn what I mean by that statement. I'm not going to tell you what that statement means. I want you to think about it and I want you to learn. Never give too much of yourself because you'll never get that back. You get me? You feel me? Never give too much of yourself. You give what's earned. Nothing more. There's too many of us that run around in this world killing ourselves simply because of the fact of what another motherfucker did. And everybody always trying to duplicate the power of that one motherfucker. That one motherfucker don't run the goddamn world. We all run this motherfucker. Don't ever think just because another person is doing more than you that your contributions mean less. Okay? The man that's flipping the burgers and the man that come up with the recipe for the burgers is all the same goddamn contributors. Okay? All of them make the dream come true. Without one, you probably won't have the other. Okay? Last but not least, never, ever, 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 put yourself in a position you cannot get yourself out of. I understand life is to be lived, kids. I get it 100%. But it's going to come a time where you're not going to be able to call mama. You're not going to be able to call daddy. You're not going to be able to call me mom. You're not going to be able to call papa. You're not going to have nobody to contact. You ain't going to have nobody to get you out of this shit. And you're going to have to man up or woman up and handle your business for yourself. And that's what you need to do. You figure that out and you will succeed. You will find success. You will find happiness. You will find love. You will find joy. You will find everything that makes life worth living. But it all starts today. It all starts once you cross this stage. It all starts once you turn that tassel, you take them pictures, you go home. It all starts today. And on that note, we thank you for all listening to the Joe Moffat Show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just remember, comments, comments, comments. We are running the comment contest for another week so that you motherfuckers can make us some comments. Now, I know what you're thinking. Joe, how the fuck can we make comments if they don't let you make comments on through the app, which is the only way I listen to your show? Well, um... I don't know yet. We ain't figured that shit out. But you can make comments and leave reviews on iTunes. If you leave reviews on iTunes, I will consider those as a comment, my nigga. And put you in a contest. Okay? I'd like to see some more funny reviews. Not, don't be calling me Muppet Baby again. That's going to get somebody ass whooped. But as far as... <laughs> as far as, you know, just, just getting it done and, and making them comments happen, hitting them likes, I, I do appreciate everybody. Uh, that has shown us so much love here on the Joe Moffat Show. Um, I really thank everyone that has contributed um, to, to, to helping out. I, I do want to thank a few people here on my list that, that's kind of helped us with this push this last week. Uh, Faultless Music 21, uh, Good Clean Sports, PTO Unlimited Podcast, Public Access America, uh, Caught in Crossfire, Just in Time podcast, the pregame podcast, Star War, Star Jaws podcast, I'm sorry, uh, Super PP Time podcast, uh, Crystal Clear, thank you for the comment, darling. Uh, as always, the Hippie Pixie, um, Miss Always Vibrant and Free, hey, hey, hey. Uh, Just Say Words podcast, the John FX podcast, Elaine Escobar, uh, the Midwest Coast podcast, Fat Lulls Radio um Let's see. The list goes on and on. We also got some new followers on our Twitter feed, uh, which is going to include, but not exclude, um, Real Talk, uh, at Real Talk Inc. underscore, um, at Casualty Late PC, uh, at Stacy Stiletto, uh, Stacy spelled C I E, um, uh, at cons- uh, C-Targ, which is C-T-A-R-G-U-E, uh, at City on the Edge, at Gretchen, 321916. Um, of course, the list goes on and on and on. At the Preston Black, uh, shout out to you, my nigga. Um, 
also, and just to give everybody a quick heads up, we will be doing our um, two-year anniversary show that will kick off on July on June first. Um, it's gonna be pre-recorded. I don't know yet. So, like, if something pop off between Wednesday and Thursday, I'm gonna get it on the show. I, I just I, I'm gonna have to go on to get Key that day. He will be flying in, so it's going down. Definitely excited about that. Um, and yeah, on that note, thank you guys for listening to the Joe Moffat show. I am your host, Joe Moffat. Thank you all for helping us make this thing better. And I hope that you guys continue to, to build and grow. Um, oh, and one more thing that I will go ahead and announce. It has been set in stone that on July 23rd, we will be in Bryan, Texas. We will be doing the show on the road in Bryan, Texas on July 23rd. I'm sorry, July 22nd. Um, it is July 22nd. We will be doing a live show, live show in College Station. Who knows? I might be getting my ass on stage. You never know. So just be on the lookout for that weekend in July. It's going motherfucking me down. And, and again, thank you guys for listening to the Joe Moffat Show. I am your host, Joe Moffat. Peace and love. Y'all have a good one. I'm out this motherfucker.